0: Welcome to Cartoons, a celebration of the music and artists we love to listen to in the car. Proudly supported by Cam Clark Ford. Visit them today at camclarkford.com.
1: Welcome to the final and special edition of Cartoons, where we revisit the most memorable moments from our journey through Alberta's rich musical landscape, and recall some of our favorite songs to sing along to in the car. I'm Paul Brandt, a proud Albertan myself, and today we're highlighting the extraordinary careers of five of my fellow Albertan artists who have made an indelible mark on the music world. Our first highlight takes us back to episode one, which focused on yours truly. We journeyed through my life from those early days working as a registered nurse in Calgary to a career in country music. I'll never forget coming home from work at the hospital that day when my dad was sitting on the couch and he said there was a message on the phone. I picked it up. I pushed the button and I heard a voice from Nashville, Tennessee saying that she thought I was pretty good and had heard my demo and wanted to come up and hear me and my band play. Well I called her back and said yes please come on up and then I called a buddy right after that and said dude you have to help me put a band together. You know, a key moment for me was the release of the single My Heart Has a History, which turned out to be a big hit, never would have imagined it, but it's now become the most played Canadian country song in Canadian country music history. I don't think any artist ever forgets the first time that they hear their song on the radio. And for me, uh, you know, My Heart Has a History, I I had to pull over. You know, I remember I had this little Ford Ranger that I was driving around down in Nashville and it came over the airwaves. Paul Brandt with My Heart Has a History. My heart has a history. You know, it was one of those moments where I just had to sit and take it all in. I had written that song over at one of Reba McIntyre's companies called Starstruck Entertainment, and I was writing with. This incredible songwriter, Mark D. Sanders, he wrote the song "Heads Carolina, Tails California," and one of my favorites, the song "I Hope You Dance." And so I was a little bit nervous, but also a little bit cocky and excited about showing him what this young kid from Canada could do. And we're working away on this song, and nothing I did seemed to really connect with him. And and so he actually he got up, he was busy, he had to make a phone call or something. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, how rude? I mean, how dare he leave the room while you know Paul Brandt from Canada is here writing this song? So. He left and in the room next door, it sounded like someone was playing the radio and it just kept getting louder and louder. And I'm thinking to myself, again, like seriously, can they keep it down? Like how dare they? And I was about to knock on the wall to let them know they needed to turn that radio down when I listened a bit more closely to realize it was actually Reba (laughs) McIntyre. She was in the room next door and it would have been a horrible introduction to her. So when Mark came back in, we were working on one line. And he was singing the line, I knew this moment would arrive. And I was like, that's really cool, Mark. But what if we went, I knew this moment would arrive. And I hit that low note for the very first time in that writing session. And it ended up making it into the song. So I feel like at least I had a a small contribution to My Heart Has a History. My heart has a history. In Episode 2, we celebrated my friend and fellow performer Terry Clark, a country music icon from Medicine Hat. After years of hard work, Terry's breakthrough came with her hit, Better Things to Do, marking her as a powerhouse in the country music industry in both Canada and the U.S.
0: I think the harder the struggle and the tougher the climb to that moment when you feel like something's finally breaking through is just monumental. and. I had been in Nashville for eight years before I got my record deal and waited tables and tended bar and played for tips and all of the stuff. So when I finally got a record deal in 1994, we started making this album right away. And I was co-writing a whole lot. And I was still writing a lot of songs for the first and second album, When Better Things To Do hit. In fact, when we wrote Better Things to Do, me and my two co-writers knew that that was probably going to be the first single. We just had a a hunch about it. And I was in Abiquiu, New Mexico, shooting the video for the song, and a DJ we had lunch with, because, you know, that's what you do, you you have to schmooze the radio guys, said he was going to play the song at a certain time that night. So he played it, and I I listened to it on a little clock radio in my hotel room, and I heard myself on the radio for the first time in New Mexico that night. He was the first DJ that ever played that song, and I will just never forget it. It It was a crazy time. Everything is a bit of a blur, because when it happened, it seemed like it was just like pushing a boulder uphill. And then when I got that boulder up that hill... The other side was just pandemonium. It started to roll really fast.
1: In the third episode of cartoons we honored the late ian tyson who he lost in 2022 at the ripe old age of 89. this legendary cowboy singer songwriter may have been born in victoria but he proudly called alberta his home until the end his name was synonymous with the enduring classic song four strong winds recorded with sylvia his wife and duo partner at the time
2: Folk songwriting explosion started in the early 60s down in Greenwich Village. Four strong winds that blow
1: Seven seas that run All oh those things that don't change
2: Come
1: Four Strong Winds has been hailed as one of the greatest Canadian songs. Ian shares inspiration behind this timeless classic.
2: Dylan was there, of course, uh, on McDougall Street with us, and we were all there. There was Tom Paxton and Peter Paul and Mary, and we all played at this place called Gertie's Folk City, which was over near NYU. And one rainy afternoon, he came in and sang me a song, and I say that it's Blown in the Wind. I started to get it a little bit because I thought the imagery was really good, and I thought, I bet I could do that because the ignorance of, of na- naivete, you know? So I phoned up Albert Grossman, our manager, and I said, can I use your apartment this afternoon to try and write a song? And he said, sure. And he had a little apartment over on the east side. And then I went over there and I wrote Four Strong Winds in about half an hour. That's how it happened. All you can say about the first song is there's such a headwaters of experiences of your life you know that's been untapped you know so your chances are you know with, with that untried untested all that stuff whether you're you know 25 or 35 whatever your chances are pretty good at writing something decent but our good times are all-
1: Our fourth episode showcased the prairie powerhouses Jan Arden and Katie Lang. Jan Arden's emotive songs, like her enormous 1994 number one hit, Insensitive, and Katie Lang's transformative cover of Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah, are important but small pieces of the remarkable careers and their impact on the Canadian music scene and beyond.
3: You know, you never know when you're going to have a moment that changes your whole life. You wake up on an ordinary day and all of a sudden something happens in the entire direction and course of your life changes. I remember one particular moment for me, I was kind of down and out. It was before I had my record deal and I remember walking down my street, 23rd Street in Calgary. I was living in a really crummy basement suite apartment. And I went out and I was going to go buy something neat, I don't even know what I was doing, but. About halfway down the block, I heard this piano music coming out of this little apartment. And I stood there for the longest time just kind of strained to hear what it was. And there was a young woman down in her little cubbyhole, hole and she was playing insensitive. Her name was Anne Marie and she had written this song. And I felt a bit voyeuristic because I just stood there and strained to hear it and it was a really slow, very depressing version of this song but I just thought, that is a great song. I suspected, like, she was a little bit depressed like me and quite possibly drinking in the afternoons. (laughs) And I thought she could, you know, more than likely be a kindred spirit. Anyway, some time went by and I ran into her at a little place called Marty's, a while after that, and I said, Ann, you know, I've been close to you, I heard, your, what, I heard your song. I said, like, "What are you doing with your songs?" And she said, "Nothing." Um, I got a record deal shortly after that, and on my first album, Time for Mercy, I wanted desperately to put Insensitive on it, but my record company said that I had too many ballads. So I waited another two, two years, two and a half years, to take Insensitive, Anne Larie's song, and put it on Living Under June, and it changed my life in ways that I could never even um, have imagined. And it changed Anne's life a lot, too. Um, She moved out of her little basement suite apartment. She bought a house. And she told me that she also bought some new boots. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, you never know when the moment's going to come. So you got to make sure that you're listening for it. Because that moment changed my life forever. I really should have known by the time you drew me Frequently asked question do you ever get sick of singing insensitive no I do not I don't
1: Katie Lang's album ingenue featured the hit constant craving and brought her international acclaim her rendition of Leonard Cohen's hallelujah which she performed at the opening ceremonies of the 2010 Olympics won her a Grammy and showcased her extraordinary vocal talent Katie shares about the experience of performing her interpretation of this song and how it felt to receive such widespread recognition for it.
3: This was very special to sing Leonard Cohen's song, who's Canadian, and, you know, I tried not to think about the three billion people watching (laughs) on TV. (laughs) Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah.
1: finally, in episode five, we delved into the indie pop world of Leslie Feist, better known as simply Feist. Her global hit One, Two, Three, Four from the album The Reminder brought her international acclaim, showcasing her unique style and continuing to put Alberta on the map as a province that raises incredible talent.
4: One, two, three, four, tell me that you love me more. This long, nice eyes, what my youth was for Oh, 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 oh you changing your heart oh, 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 you know who you are
1: The album's hit single, 1234, 2, 3, 4, became a global sensation after being featured in a commercial for the iPod Nano. Feist shares how this song's success impacted her career and what it was like to receive such widespread recognition.
4: It was overwhelming and I suppose had I not already been on the road for so many years or hadn't already made many records with different friends or had that band, that feeling of belonging somewhere, getting signed to a label and looking at it truly like I am grateful for someone to help me now. You know, that's how I looked at being on a major label. It was, oh my God, someone's going to help me book some shows so I don't have to do it all. Like I had done it myself for so long that I think that all served me to understand that that moment, I knew how to meet it. I knew how to work it. Like how to work Clydesdale style show up to the job and be able to carry this extra stuff that was getting hoisted on my back and carry it. But at the same time, it was, there was momentum to it and... It felt a little wild and out of control and very like more than a human body could sustain it was sort of g-force and not entirely pleasant and eventually it felt good to say like okay by no metric will anyone say i didn't show up to this moment and do my best and do my darndest but i just need to take a breather now
1: Feist experienced countless career highlights because of the success of 1, 2, 3, 4, including being featured on the cover of New York Times Art section, selling a million copies of the album worldwide, winning Single of the Year at the Juno's, and being featured on Sesame Street, singing a variation of the tune to help kids to count. One, two, three,
4: four monsters walking across the floor. I love
1: Each of these artists has a unique connection to Alberta, whether it's through the landscapes that inspired them, the cultural heritage they carry, or the memories they've created here. Their stories are not just about music, they're about perseverance, innovation, and the indomitable spirit of Alberta. Alberta
3: is ripe. My relationship with Alberta is ripe. From a spiritual and aesthetic point of view, Alberta's minimalism, the prairies, the openness, the vastness, the emptiness, that all plays into my artistic approach in general.
1: It's been a fun experience to revisit the stories of these artists with you. Their music has become a part of our lives and reignites my passion for the beauty, diversity, and opportunity available in my home province of Alberta. As we continue to celebrate these artists, we also celebrate the richness of Alberta's music scene. From country to indie pop, from folk to modern ballads, this province's musical talent is as varied as its landscapes. Thank you for joining us for the podcast series, Cartoons. These stories remind us of the power of music to connect us, tell our stories, and to enrich our cultural tapestry. Alberta's music community continues to thrive. We would need another dozen episodes to share the stories of so many other iconic Albertan artists like George Fox, Nickelback, Brett Kissel, and Joni Mitchell, who may be more often associated with Saskatchewan, but was born in Alberta. And while I'm celebrating my province, I also have to shout out to the Stampeders. This is Paul Brandt signing off. Keep your ears open for the next generation of Alberta's music talent and keep your hearts open to the stories they'll tell.
0: Cartoons, proudly supported by Cam Clark Ford. Friendly, fun, professional. They're all about providing the best deal, outstanding service, and year-round peace of mind. Visit them at camclarkford.com.